1: Essential NPCs, the podcast where we sample some of the best and possibly some of the worst tabletop RPGs. I'm Tommy and I'm Addy and you're listening to Series 3, Episode 9, The Setup. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> uh, let's start off with some announcements. Um, we're, this is it. He said, uh, one more episode after this one, guys. And what that means is that today is the last day you have to submit questions and comments for post-game chatter. For those of you new to the podcast, post-game chatter is where we get together at the end of the finale, the entire cast. We talk about the, the series in general, the system we were playing, and how we feel about everything, um, and answer questions submitted by the listeners. That's you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, send them in to Essential NPCs Podcast at gmail.com. Or you can uh, submit them through Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, really any social media. We'll check all those for questions before we record per- post game chatter. Um, I suggest that you all listen to uh, this episode, episode nine, and then uh, type in some questions. Send them to Essential NPCs Podcast at gmail. And if you submit a question for post game chatter, we will answer it,
0: and we're recording our last episode tomorrow, so make sure you get them in by tonight so we can have the list all compiled and ready to answer
1: and that's the only announcement we have. so let's move on into words with the gm hi, hello, gm Hi uh, this is words with the gm hi. about uh episode eight like a good neighbor
0: that, that was one hell of an episode um it's uh. It had everything that you could want in an RPG session. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: Just a little bit of plot progression, a lot of stupidity and just everyone having a great time. Uh, and the GM just fucking with us incessantly. (laughs) Um, let's start off with, uh, with air the planet that we ended up on. How did you come up with, uh, all of that? (laughs)
0: Um, I wish that I could say that I plucked it all out of my brain without any help. um, But I actually co-opted a whole bunch of stuff for it, um, which is something that I highly recommend you do if um, and when the inspiration seizes you to. In preparing, because there was so much to prepare because I didn't know what you guys were going to be doing um, throughout the entire campaign, I created space.
1: Yeah. You had had star charts and stuff. You had like... What sector are you guys in? Um, and that uh, all of that stuff that you you showed us, like you had like a, a map of like the different places that had planetary bodies and stuff. None of that was uncharted worlds. That's not in any of the books.
0: Nope i uh, I charted three different sectors. Um, and what I did is I used um, the Stars Without Number RPG. Uh, star mapping system, and uh, it has some really great stuff. Now, Airalax was an interesting one because, and in, in the stars without number, uh, planet creation, uh, it gives you a whole bunch of things like what kind of air does it have, and what kind of temperature is it, and all these things. And so, every space station and every planet, I did this for, um, including like the the corrosive space station, the the Ukron.
1: Yeah, uh, either the Ukran or the Drachma. They are right next to each other. I always forget which (laughs) one's which.
0: I wish I could say that I remembered. Um, Aralax was interesting because it was breathable, temperate. Millions of people lived there on flying cities, um, but it had no native biosphere. Uh, And then um, I rolled uh, theocracy as, as the culture. And I was like, hmm, what if they worship the planet? What if the planet may or may not create this biosphere? What if this isn't a necessarily nice planet? And then it happened to be that Dan, who you guys know as Steve, uh, had played a character who was a cultist.
1: Oh, yeah. In in one of our home games. In one of our
0: home games. And um, I actually stopped play and was like, hey, um do you mind if I use the Church of Many Tentacles in the podcast? <laughs> and he was like, no, that's great. I was like, cool, I'm taking it. And I totally took it. Um, but he was the one who came up with the four tenants.
1: Yeah, I, I do remember him playing that <laughs> cultist. He was he a was, uh, pretty ridiculous guy. <laughs> um,
0: and uh, and from there, it just kind of like snowballed. It was, you know, what if this whole Usher in the End Times cult Um had a whole planet yeah, yeah,
1: instead of being the one weirdo who's wandering like the Badlands, it's instead it, as it was in that uh, home game. Instead, it's an entire planet. It was hilarious uh, and hopefully for our listeners too, not having uh, not having any preconceived notions about the Church of Many Tentacles. Uh, but it seems like, yeah, you co-opted a, a few different ideas and kind of mushed them all together. Yep. Uh, that Stars Without Number uh, was actually a system that we almost played uh, when we were trying, because we knew we wanted to do sci-fi I remember, uh, I remember passing over that book and, and for, uh, uh, various reasons, it was a bit, a bit crunchy. We also wanted to do a rules light bit, but it was cool that you were able to take this kind of crunchy, uh, mechanic that is like, you know, randomly generating planets and everything and and mapping out like a galactic sector, um, and incorporate it into this very, very rules light system uh, pretty much seamlessly. Yeah, that was impressive.
0: Um actually uncharted worlds um, absorbs rules and mechanics from other systems really well. Uh, it I found it's very easy to port and it goes it goes to show you that um You know, uh, systems don't have to stand alone. If you like something, if you like cramped quarters, (laughs) but you don't want to play Uncharted Worlds, use cramped quarters in your other games. Yeah, figure out a way to kind of port it in. Call it like campfire talk. Yeah. (laughs) Or or laying low in a hideout or something like that.
1: That's one of the benefits of, of playing multiple systems is you, you know, like no one system is like perfect. They all have like strengths and weaknesses and like you can start like, you know, like gaining inspiration from one system and learning like a way that RPGs can be played that you normally wouldn't like cr- cram quarters is great like that like almost forced character development well but we're getting off topic <laughs> <laughs> i can i can ramble about Cramped quarters i won't do that um let's uh let's yeah that i just wanted to say like that was really cool that you were able able to do that uh so good on you yeah um, thanks
0: good on you for surviving the goo yeah um
1: <laughs> with that
0: i suppose we could uh,
1: move into uh, <laughs> (laughs) Into uh, favorite parts because uh, while I think this entire session was my favorite part, (laughs) uh, if I had to pick just one thing, um, it was it was the fact that like the goo became the big bad of the entire (laughs) campaign for a brief moment there. It's like we are going to be undone by this goopy black Iker, what? I loved the, the 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 nature of the system. The fact that uh, if you don't roll a success, there's a complication of some kind. And sometimes it's a bad complication if you roll a failure. But if you roll like a partial success, it, there's like an inconvenience to like a varying degree. And uh, I think it was perfect that we rolled enough failures and partial successes like – in a row that this situation that could have been this like oh I have goop on me scrape it off we're good became this like cluster fuck a, like <laughs> farce where like they're like stretching it and it breaks and drops a third one and just that whole I feel like every single series I talk about like there's at least one favorite part I have where it's like the dice behaved perfectly and I feel like in this situation the dice made the most interesting story possible <laughs> happen um, so that was my favorite part but uh, uh, what about you <laughs>
0: Um, so I have, uh, throughout the whole series, I was really stressing out because, um, I hadn't yet plugged in an essential NPC, which if you didn't know is the name of our podcast and yeah, kind of our yeah. thing. Our
1: thing is we bring uh, previous, uh, uh, characters, NPCs from, uh, the other systems that we play in previous series. And we kind of like, retool an NPC and like we have them cameo uh in uh in the the current series that we're playing
0: yeah and so I hadn't found a way um to really plug anybody in like none of my plans paid out because you
1: don't have any control I
0: have no control <laughs> <It's like laughs> the players control quite a lot in this system yeah I'd say like 80 percent after you build the world it's pretty much done yeah um but I managed to find a place. Yeah, you brought in Estelle. I, I brought in Estelle. She's so great! Uh, and um, pulling her out of the woodwork and placing her in there. She's the only essential NPC in this entire series so far. Um, and uh, I was really happy about it. And also it was really fun to play. I've said this before, but um, uh, Sean and I have a really good role-playing rapport. Um, and so it's always <laughs> fun when we have a back in
1: for it yeah. Oh um, my god, had me in stitches. The exchange between Tudge and and uh Estelle that was that was hilarious. It's I've, everything about this episode, I love it. And we could talk forever about this episode, um, but we gotta we gotta move forward, we gotta we gotta move into uh to the next episode. Uh, the series is wrapping up, we have to see uh what becomes of all of our plots and and uh... see if
0: I can pull it all together, <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so uh. Uh, Before we move into the episode, I do need to let you, the listener, know what the advancement triggers are going to be. Uh, These are the things that if they happen, our characters will gain XP and we'll be like, yay. Um, (laughs) It's actually the same as last episode. So uh, characters will gain experience if a celebration is had, a difficult promise is upheld, a pivotal data cluster is accessed, or a structural weakness is exposed. And with that, uh, let's uh, move on in and listen to Series 3, Episode 9, The Setup. Enjoy! I am Captain Andalith Dorovan. Approximately 10 years ago, I was given command of the GBC patrol clipper designation Pixis. My father, who happens to be the Nyloth High Counselor, was less than pleased at my decision to stray away from the political legacy I was born into. I willingly left the burdens of fundraisers and backroom dealings to my sister, and enlisted as soon as I was of age. I believe in a ship with clearly defined rules and protocols. Galactic Battle Command's standardized procedures exist for a reason, and therefore should be respected and observed. However, a good captain selects a crew that can compensate for his own shortcomings. As such, I have handpicked an unlikely bunch of officers to serve by my side. They may require official reprimands on a regular basis, but I would lay down my life for them in an instant, should the situation arise. Though, as a Nyloth, I naturally view any situation that devolves into violence as a failure of some degree, so let's hope it never comes to that.
2: Hi, Lieutenant Nasha Hasha reporting, pilot of the GBC Pixis, I was raised aboard the orbital station Hephaestus, descended from the comms officer on the Technoka 2. The military definitely wasn't my first career choice. It wasn't really a choice at all. See, I'm pretty susceptible to suggestions, so when an old station friend of mine called up with a job offer, I didn't think to ask too many questions. Turns out, stealing a jump code and trying to make an unapproved jump is very, very illegal. Lucky for me, the officer that caught me offered me a decision, prison or go to the academy me. Captain Dorovan saw my flight record and scooped me up just after graduation, and I've been flying this bird ever since.
3: Name's Master Chief Steve Armstrong. Growing up on Titan, you learn real quick that it's a shiver-be-shived world there. Only way to survive is be faster than the other guy. Them's the kind of skills that got me picked up by the Seoul military. Train me to travel the stars, meet important people, and kill them. Did that for quite a while, until I had the opportunity to transfer to Galactic Battle Command. Took the chance to get out of the life of violence and make a new start for myself. Serving aboard the GBC Pixis may not be as exciting as being a black ops assassin, but it pays the bills and is a hell of a lot safer, most of the time. Instead of trying to kill everyone I meet, my official duties now include making sure all the marines are ready for a fight, onboard security, and keeping track of all the liquor consumed in the ship's lounge. Captain even entrusted me with his knockout toxin should he ever fall into a murderous Nyloth battle rage. Unofficially, don't ask me what i do on this ship. Uh, my name is
4: Major Ehriman Touch, head engineer for the GBC Pixis. I left MABA, a Myfora homeworld, on a mining ship when I was just a pup, with dreams of romance and discovery among the stars. What I mostly got was seven years of indentured servitude in the engine room, but then I escaped to join Galactic Battle Command, whose academy taught me real astronautic engineering with the occasional foray into doomed romance. After graduation, I served on a dreadnought until my old academy buddy, Andalith Dorovan, became captain of his own ship and asked me to engineer for him. The idea of soaring through the sector with a friend by my side, meeting new people, and doing some good? It just makes my big dillo heart flutter. And who knows, maybe somewhere out there in the cold vacuum of space there's a burning star of love for Araman and Tudge.
0: The crew of the Pyxis was able to follow a number of leads they had to the planet of Aerolox where they found the Church of Many Tentacles was a very peaceful and pro- prosperous harbinger of society. And uh, through a routine mortal sacrifice and recycling, they were able to keep uh, what the crew found as a aggressive symbiote uh, at bay um, after having brought some onto the Pyxis and a little bit of dangerous hilarity ensued. Um, They were able to eventually return the collection of goop that they had uh, found, I don't know. Accrued might be the word. (laughs) Yeah, uh, to the Black Sea of Eternal Damnation and uh, readied themselves for their true mission, uh, meeting with Pick Hasha, uh, in order to find out what connections the Tenreki pirates had to the Shining Core, Mining Core, what do you do?
1: All right, so Lieutenant Hasha is currently incapacitated due to the uh, substance that was brought on board uh, in the name of science. So uh, I'm making do as uh, Pick was told to expect two of my crew. Uh, one of which was his cousin, uh, to uh, accompany him as his proposed crew for this job. He was uh, more or less applying for at this meeting. Um, So it's going to be Chief Armstrong, as previously expected, and now Major Tudge uh, (laughs) will be uh, suiting up in civilian clothes and and going uh, and pretending to be a brigand. (laughs)
4: Yep. That's me, a
1: ruthless brigand. Get
3: uh, your dingiest tavern, Tudgy.
1: <laughs> I will position myself somewhat nearby, but not like with an eyesight or anything. Somewhere where comms will work and um, monitor the situation from there. Uh, the doctor is on the ship looking over Lieutenant Hasha, um, making sure she remains stable and hopefully bringing her back to consciousness as soon as possible. Um Fingers crossed. So yeah, that's about where our plan's at. We have to rush a bit to get to the meeting because uh, the situation that occurred <laughs> uh, took up a bit of time and uh, we, uh, we have to kind of wing it.
4: <laughs> All right, uh, I'm going to take my dirtiest tavern from my laundry basket <laughs> and uh, put that on and uh, try, try to make my eyebrows angle downward. <laughs> it doesn't work so great. And then uh, uh, we're gonna, I guess, hustle over to the meeting point.
3: Yeah, we uh, we head there. Uh, I look around for Pick. Uh. I assume there was a, a
1: meetup with Pick ahead of time so that we could get our story in order, um, and I could see him face to face before the three of you go in to the actual like tavern or wherever it is we're meeting. Hey. Hello, Mister Harsha. Hello. I Slightly disconcerting news, but nothing too terrible. Uh, Your cousin ran into a bit of an accident, uh, but she is currently stable and being treated by our best doctor. She slipped and uh, hit her head, so she's currently unconscious. Uh. So you're going to have to make do with uh, Chief Armstrong, as we previously said. And then this is uh, my expert engineer, Major Tudge. He will be able to uh, pose as your third uh, crewmate. In fact, he's an excellent engineer. You'll be lucky to have him on your scoop.
0: But she was supposed to pilot. Can't, can't go out in space without a good pilot on a, on a scoop like this.
1: Well, depending on the time frame we're working with, uh, if she's not conscious by the time you need to go on to your scoop, uh, Chief Armstrong here is a more than capable pilot. Uh, I've seen him go toe-to-toe with your cousin from time to time.
3: Yeah, I can fly whatever. I mean, it's just a scoop, right? Like, how hard can it be?
0: Just a scoop? <laughs> <laughs> scoops are the best kind of planes.
3: All right. I can you still can't pull.
0: just drive a scoop.
3: Well, apparently neither can you, so.
0: Well, you, where, you killed her. No. Okay.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, well, we don't have time for this. If you mess this up for me, I'm not telling you nothing.
1: Understood. I'm, you are in more than capable hands. I will be on the comms with my men uh, while they're in there with you.
0: So you guys go in?
3: All right, tell you, play it cool. Uh. <laughs> yeah, keep that up.
4: Uh.
3: <laughs> I'm a brigand. <laughs> yeah, we uh we head into this bar. Yeah. I, I waddle on
4: in.
0: <laughs> so the bar is filled with sort of like regular looking people. They're I mean they're a little bit Seedier than normal but no, it doesn't scream like pirate bar everyone's gonna m- murder everyone else <laughs> right like I mean
1: that wouldn't be neighborly <laughs> there, are,
0: there are very few people who look like they are this looks like a transient bar it's
4: a spacer bar
0: yeah there's a, a guy in the back and uh, pick tells you to stay stay there. And he walks over and he talks to the guy for a little while, indicates tudge, and then uh, comes back with keys and a little box.
3: So uh, what's the deal, Pick?
0: Well, we're going to follow this box. It's going to tell us where to go. It's got, like, the coordinates on it. And then uh, I got the keys to the scoop.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, all right, Pick. Uh, you mind handing me that box?
0: Well, it's my box. You can have the key.
3: All right, pick lead the way.
0: <laughs> uh, so you guys go ahead and get in the space scoop.
1: Uh, where is it parked at?
0: This shipyard.
1: All right, where's that in relation to uh, the Pyxis? It's
0: pretty much on the other side of this floating city.
1: All right, so as you make your way towards the uh, space yard, I will make my way back
3: towards the Pyxis. All right. Uh, what, how's, how's this scoop looking? It
0: looks like a piece of space junk. <laughs>
3: All right, hey, uh, Tudge, Would you mind just you know sort of taking a look at this thing? Make sure we're gonna make it to space.
4: Uh, I like look at you and I look at Pick, and I'm like, <laughs> and then I walk over to the, <laughs> then I walk over to the um, scoop, and I'm. Uh, can I assess it?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Roll assess. This will be expertise. Yeah, fourteen. Yeah. So, you know, all the things what, uh, <laughs> you get a data point on scoops and uh, you uh, this thing is space worthy, uh, but um, could definitely use some repairs to be faster and, you know, have shields and stuff, because right now it's basically a metal can designed to go into space.
4: Yeah, let, let's deduce. Let's let's find what's most vulnerable.
0: Uh, the left engine. Looks like it's going to fall off a little bit.
4: Ooh, have I exposed to structural weakness? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Neat. Okay, so I'm, I'll go on to the left engine, and I'm going to try to repair it and patch it up.
0: All right, go for it.
4: That's an 11.
0: Yeah, so you, do, you, you succeed. Tell me what you do.
4: Okay, so... Um, I, I see that, like, uh, it actually has all the requisite parts <laughs> to, like, to, like, be a functional engine, but it looks like when this was assembled, like, the left engine and the right engine weren't hooked together. <laughs> so it's like, oh, you know what this needs? A coupler
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: and I just so happen to carry one with me wherever I go um, and so, and uh, I think I'll also put an upgrade on it uh, I'll, uh, I'll increase its class by one
0: so what so what adjective are you adding
4: uh, let's go with agile quick maneuverable able to perform stunts <laughs> all right <laughs> <laughs> so now it's now it's fast Yeah, it's going to go fast. (laughs) Good job, Tudge. That is a thing that I like.
3: (laughs) (laughs) All right, I get in the scoop. I uh, fire that sucker up, start taking her up to space.
0: Okay. Uh, Pick gives you the coordinates, and it's, you know, not that far away from the planet. Uh, It's only a class one ship, so it's not going to be able to go too far. It's within the sector. It takes you a little while to get there. All
3: right. Uh, I'll radio the, uh, the Pyxis, transmit our destination. So while they were getting all that in order, I made it back to the Pyxis.
1: How's the doctor working on, uh, on Lieutenant Harsha? Is she conscious?
0: Uh, yes. hi, oh, ca- hi, Captain.
1: Hello, Lieutenant. How are you feeling? Uh,
2: I'm, I'm doing all right. Still got a little tingly in my nose, but I'm okay.
1: Right. Well, uh, you'll know, you'll be happy to know we got rid of that substance, put it back where it belonged. Um. Oh, Good. Unfortunately, you did have to miss the meeting with your cousin. Everything went well. Oh, oh, wh- how, how? How are we going to do this, Captain? Well, uh, currently, Chief Armstrong and Major Tudge are in the cube with your <laughs> with your uh, cousin. Mm-hmm. Um, they have I've just finished some modifications on it, I believe. Um, I believe if we were to uh, get the Pixis going, uh, cloaking device and all we could uh, covertly follow them to the destination.
2: You got it, Captain. Get somebody in that engine room, and I'll be right up. Right. <laughs> 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 Private Cellini,
1: Private Sabathalor Oxen?
0: Yes, Captain?
1: I need you in the engine room.
0: Oh,
2: touch. Tudge.
4: All right. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, is Tudge like a curse word on the
2: ship now? <laughs> Tudging it all up. <laughs> Uh, I
1: accompany them, uh, to the engine room for at least liftoff.
2: Sure. Uh, over the comms, say, all right, Captain, you ready to go? Uh,
1: yes, uh, we're po- in position, engine's rearing, go right ahead. Stealth field engaged.
2: You got it, Captain, taking off now.
0: Uh, yeah, so go ahead and roll, uh, you both can roll piloting.
2: I, I roll? Oh, oh. Uh, Hasha
3: gets a nine. Steve got a 13.
0: <laughs> Scoop super fast.
3: All right, all right, all right. All right,
0: so you both succeed. Uh, you succeed at a cost, Tasha.
2: Um, I get there as planned, except um, something's wrong with the cloaking device. We're not completely visible, but there is definitely a blip on the radars.
4: A telltale shimmer, you a might telltale say. A <laughs> telltale
2: shimmer,
1: yes. Yes, those tend to happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll radio over to, um, uh, to Chief Armstrong.
3: Yeah, what's going on, Captain? Uh, you may notice... You know the uh, ship ain't cloaked, right?
1: Well, it's it's sort of cloaked. Um, no. no.
3: <laughs>
1: yes, there seems to be a malfunction in the cloaking device.
3: Uh, have you tried... Uh, now nah, I ain't even going to try it. Touch, fix it. <laughs> what? Well, remotely? Well, do, You know, do your thing where you tell someone all the, the steps to it. Okay. I don't who, know how that thing works. Who, I just know how to run it.
4: Who's in the engine room, Captain?
1: That would be... Uh, Private Selene and Sebatoloric Oxen. Oh. Oh I'm sorry, in- I mean <laughs> <laughs> I'll patch you into them right away.
4: Hey guys, it's me. Hello, sir. It looks like we got a, a problem with the cloak. You guys you guys see that? Can I get a can I get a visual? Yep. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like turning it off and on again isn't actually going to fix this one. It looks like it's a little overloaded from a little bit of use. But that's okay. We can uh, repolarize the photon reversal. Let's <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, You guys are just going to want to toggle those a few there. Press that button. Then turn it off and on again. So, <laughs> <It's a five. laughs> The five for techno babble there.
1: Well, well, I'm in the room. <laughs> May I get involved? Yeah. And try and try to
4: again. Uh, it's just as simple as repolarizing <laughs> the photon reversal. Right. But he, what he means <laughs> by that is this is the
1: polton, the photon reversal. You just have to. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a nine. So I make it a partial.
0: Yeah. So you succeed. Something else goes wrong.
1: Right, we uh, overload uh, another section of the uh, the engine, uh, and it like halves our top speed. <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh, Cam, what are you doing back there?
1: It appears uh, the malfunction has kind of moved to another part of the engine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I can see that, Captain. That explains why we're flying crooked. Right. Uh, it seems
1: the the starboard thrusters about at half capacity in
4: comparison to the uh, the port thruster. In the meantime, do do we have the cargo? Did we scoop it?
0: Yeah, you're scooping it uh, now. What is it? Uh, some uh, boxes.
3: <laughs> okay. uh, I don't think we uh, actually have the cargo in the ship with us. Like we're literally flying a shuttle that someone has attached a crude shovel to the front of. Oh, is that what
4: we're doing? Yeah.
3: Oh, okay. We're just
4: shoveling boxes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. What's the plan? Should we uh, should we take these to the to the meeting point and deliver these to uh, a Pix contact, or do we want to seize these? Uh, uh, where's the meeting point leading us?
0: Somebody's got to go down and look at the tag.
4: Why is everybody looking at me?
3: Well, <laughs> Tudge can't do it cuz he'll explode. <laughs> oh, no, I actually
4: I didn't bring my hab soon.
3: Yeah. Uh well, I guess I'm going to space. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. Uh, meanwhile, I'm going to
1: try and fix this engine.
0: <laughs> Go ahead and patch up.
1: That would be a 13.
0: Yep, you do that. Just private you're dismissed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Been waiting to hear that all my life. And uh, and Selene and Sebastian Lorigoxen leave the engine room. I go in with the tools, I get the I get everything back in order. The the engines are now fully functional. Looks like I'm staying in the engine room for a bit, Lieutenant. Mm-hmm. I get it, Captain. Everything's looking okay
2: from up here.
3: Alright, so before I get ready to go out to space, I, I hand touch my trusty knife, a little stabby. <laughs> And I tell him, if uh, Pick over there tries anything funny, you know what to do.
4: Laugh?
3: <laughs> <laughs> You'll figure it out, Tedge. And uh, I head out to check the tag on the box.
4: Arr, I practice being intimidating with a knife. <laughs> Ooh, I'm a pirate. <laughs>
0: Okay, Uh, so you go out into space. Yep. All right, and uh, you see the tag, and it gives you coordinates to a local space station.
3: So I get back in the shuttle, delighted that it has not come to Tudge needing to stab (laughs) pick, and uh, I I get in the pilot seat and uh, transmit the coordinates to the Pyxis and then make my way there. All right, where are the coordinates leading us?
0: Uh, To a space station in the sector, um, which is also a religious um, pilgrimage site. Basically, the people who live there uh, are the people who manage the pilgrimage trade. Uh, so it's a lot of, like, hotel space. Um, and it was built around a um, mysterious bone-shaped rock.
3: All right. I will head to the station, uh, and hopefully the Pyxis is following us. Um, so
1: this station, it's a, it's a public station with lots of transit? transit? Yes. Mr. Harsha yeah uh, what is the normal uh, pr- procedure for this? You drop it off and walk away, or do you meet with someone?
0: Uh usually you gotta move the actual cargo to somewhere
1: right, and then once you get to that location
0: No, I mean, you dock and then you gotta like lift the boxes over and put it so- in someone's and then they pay you. That's how they pay it's not, there's no like you can trace it if it's electronic. There's all these like you know
1: you're, you're saying you you move it into another ship.: yeah. There we go. All right, so we make the drop as planned and we follow the second ship. Um, I'm going to open up a, an encrypted channel to uh, Commander Frost.
4: Oh, you might want to uh, send a message to the Kith as well and see if we can get them standing by.
1: Definitely. But first, Commander Frost.
0: Captain Dorvin.
1: Yes, uh, Commander. We have procured uh, illicit goods with the informant Pikhasha. Uh, we are transporting those goods to a second location where they will be picked up. And we intend to follow that ship uh, to its f- the final destination of uh, this transaction.
0: Oh, OK. Um, it, does this have to do with the pirates?
1: Uh, we believe this is all part of the uh, smuggling trade, where the yeah. Shiny Core Mining Core sells products to uh, civilians flags them for the pirates to take out the pirates take out the pro- uh, takes out the civilians and collects the the product um, and gets paid to move it back to the shiny core mining core
0: i see well um, all
1: as a profiteer uh, warmongering profiteering uh, scheme as it were
0: all right and uh, you're calling me for authorization
1: the authorization to continue on this course of action as well as perhaps to inform the kith of our current plan as we are operating in their sector and they may be able to come to our aid.
0: Um, I'll alert the Kith. Um, You can uh, proceed with caution. No collateral damage.
1: Of course. I will keep you apprised of the situation as it develops. Frost out. All right. We continue forward. All right. Yeah, we uh, dock the space station, Yeah. I believe the Pixis doesn't go into Atmo or the station. Sorry, it's not a, it's not a planet. Uh, we don't dock. We stay outside.
3: You got it, Captain? Yeah, I uh, I take the scoop into uh, well I request permission to dock.
0: Permission granted.
3: Uh, I dock wherever Pick tells me to and then I guess me and Tudge get started hauling boxes.
4: I do like lifting boxes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no. Uh, <laughs>
0: After you unload the boxes from the scoop, um, and put them on sort of a large dolly, um, two people approach you, uh, from the entrance to the, um, dock.
3: Uh, all right, and who are these fellas?
0: They're two humans, and looking shady as all get out.
3: <laughs> all right, uh, Tudge, uh, follow my lead, I guess. Always do,
4: Steve, except for sometimes.
3: <laughs> uh, we will uh, proceed forward uh, until they attempt to stop us then. I get up on my hind legs, get all big, <laughs>
4: and I try to imitate Steve.
0: <laughs> sure. Oi, you uh, you those chaps um, bringing in our stuff?
3: I don't know who the hell you are.
0: You docking in our in our slip, so you got our stuff, right?
3: Uh, pick, it's our
0: stuff now. Either way, right? And he like, chick, chick.
3: oh hell, what's Pick doing?
0: Uh, Pick's hiding in the scoop.
3: <laughs> well, I think this is just great. Is this I'm,
0: not what's supposed to happen?
3: <laughs> this ain't great touch. I'm gonna be perfectly honest with you. I uh. Pull my concealed shotgun and shoot one of them in the knee.
0: What? (laughs) What? Uh, Okay, roll uh, open fire.
3: Uh, That is an eight. Seriously, was this not what was supposed to happen? We were supposed to load it onto somebody else's ship. These men are just trying to rob us. (laughs) We're being mugged.
0: (laughs) (laughs) uh so tell me what happens you win but at a cost
3: so uh i managed to uh shoot the fellow on the right in the knee he goes down uh the fellow on the left pulls his gun and i duck behind one of the boxes uh he fires and i come around clock him in the face with the butt of the shotgun he goes down like a sack of bricks uh but Roughly half of our cargo has been shot to shit. (laughs) I'm in a ball.
0: (laughs) Okay, what do you do? Well, I guess
3: I'll ask this of you, Pick. Uh, Is this the sort of thing that if we report this to the proper authorities, we're going to be in more trouble than if we don't? Yes. (laughs) All right, Tudge, help me hide these unconscious dumbasses. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) Um.
4: By the way, if one of those crates is shot open, can I see what's inside?
0: Uh, yeah, go ahead. Roll assessment. This is going to, because you're still looking into sort of a dark, splattered area.
4: It's a 10.
0: All right. It looks like liquid vials of some kind is are in this box.
4: Oh, I've had bad experiences with liquid vials. <laughs> uh, I'm going to, like, like, grab a nearby tarp. <laughs> and like cover up uh
3: cover that up
4: and um okay where where do we put
3: these? Uh looks like there's uh some sort of maintenance closet uh down over yonder. Just uh throw one over your shoulder. Look like you're supposed to be here and uh we'll just chuck them in there.
4: Okay, I, I like cradle him like a baby. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: was
4: like, it, it that's not really how my shoulders work.
3: <laughs> All right, touch. <laughs> And we uh we dump them in the closet and then uh return to our previously scheduled smuggling
0: <laughs> all right uh so um you take the stuff you you're smuggling to the requisite airlock and uh start loading it in there
3: uh yeah um can we see what is on the other side of this airlock
0: a ship <laughs> uh it-, it looks like a pirate ship. <laughs>
3: All right, Uh, while we're unloading, I'm gonna. It says
0: Thunderbird on the side. (gasps) Bastards. (laughs)
3: That's our word. What a good name for a ship. I know, Tudge, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Uh, While we're unloading, I'm gonna have Duke try and uh, interface with their systems. That's a real low number. Well, hang on, I'll get involved. Uh,
4: That's also a real low number.
0: (laughs) Okay. We we both got fives, yeah? Or I can get in, but the rodent has to roll in circles. What? Ha ha,
3: ha ha. Well, touch, you heard the man. I like you less every
4: time you do this, Duke.
0: I do not like you at all.
4: <laughs> oh, I, can't, I can't stay mad at you. <laughs> I roll up into a ball
3: and I do some circles.
0: Ha ha, ha ha. Yeah, so Duke's able to enter in for you.
3: All right. Uh, With that access opened up, uh, Tud, do you think you can uh, get them to broadcast their location to the Pixis without uh, anyone on board knowing it's happening? Uh, I
4: can try to write a program. Uh, When I access, I can write a program that does a thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) under a condition. Oh, yay. Well, that's a 10 to do that. Um, yeah. So, yes, uh, I, will set up a, I will set up a beacon. Uh, I'll hide it deep in their uh, encoding, and uh, I will broadcast it to the pixies's frequency. All right, you do that. Oh, receiving broadcast, touch. Oh, that's good news. That's good news, Lieutenant. That's going to get you uh, uh, the ship's location in real time.
2: Oh, excellent. I relay that message to the captain.
4: Glad to hear it. It's rather hot in here.
1: (laughs) I buttoned, like, one of the buttons on my (laughs) uniform. How does Tudge manage it down here? (laughs) Fanning myself next to the engine.
3: (laughs) Uh, Well, all right. I guess we uh, head back to the scoop with Pick, and then uh, make our way to the Pixis. All right. You guys come pick us up? Yep. Sure. Okay. cool.
0: What do you do next?
4: Uh, let's follow that ship, right?
3: Yeah,
2: is it taking <laughs> off anytime soon?
0: Yep.
4: <laughs> cool, Captain. What are you doing in the engine room?
1: Well, if you have to get something done, sometimes you have to do it yourself. But I'm rather glad you're back. Uh, this is much more your domain than mine. I quickly button the loose button on my on my uniform. <laughs> 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 uh, you have the engineering bay, Major.
4: <laughs> yeah, engineers. We like it steamy. I do not respond to
1: that. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we wait outside the station in stealth until the, uh, newly loaded ship starts moving, and then we will covertly follow that.
0: Okay. Um, so you begin to follow them covertly, and they set, of course, uh, core word.
1: And I send, uh, a, an update to Captain Frost, uh, And I, you know, copy the, on that, on that, I CC the kith on that, uh, on that transmission.
0: Okay. They had, uh, how many squares between you and the jump gate? So we're
4: at 105, jump gate's at 409. Oh, okay. One, two, three, four, five. You didn't get there in five jumps?
0: Uh, so you guys are going to have to roll close quarters as they do not stop.
1: All right. Well, it's a stakeout. We're going to follow them for a while. It's a tense tense closed cramped quarters.
0: Yeah, so you're only going to get a plus one instead of a plus two because of your leisure area. Because you're on mission.
1: And Pick's on the ship for those two. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Let's have Touch go first.
4: (laughs) Mabel? (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's
3: the pick. (laughs) Oh, wait, not Uh, Pick, though. (laughs) Mabel. I'm going with Pick, yeah. Okay. Hasha's going with Pick. Uh, I guess I will go with Hasha.
1: I'm actually going to go with uh, Dr. Quintanella because I'm going to, in the time uh, when everything seems rather under control, I'm going to go and try and get the science lab back in (laughs) working order. (laughs) Make sure everything's up to regulation. I mean, we did trash it quite a bit.
2: Trash in the camp.
1: Um, so I got, with Dr. Quintanella, I got a nine. So she actually gets to learn something about me as I um, re the Bunsen burner.
0: <laughs> All right, what does she learn?
1: We're, we're, we're setting things up and we're talking about, uh, basically the conversation goes from the trashing of the lab to the uh, handy recovery of uh, Lieutenant Hasha. Um, which then devolves into a, uh, a conversation about um, different. She's a Sith, right? Yes. Uh, different um, species and their uh, their biology, and uh, eventually she uh, she gets me to talk about my battle rage. Um, and she asks me if I've ever if I've ever raged before. And uh, without really thinking, I, I do I do uh, admit to the fact that I have raged once before. And uh, once that cat's out of the bag, she starts asking me a few more questions. And I give her the, I give her the story uh, that while Tudge and I were based on, the, uh, on a dreadnought together uh, after I finished uh, Officer's Academy, I was uh, stationed nearby the engine room uh, that he was part of the crew. He was not the head engineer. But uh, we were boarded by a group of ten pirates. Um, they were a bit merciless, uh, but we had them cornered, so it made sense that they were trying to disable our engines so that they could get away. And uh, they bum-rushed the uh, engineering bay, uh, and I was the closest available unit commander uh, to intercept, and I did so. And I murdered all of them. There were about half a dozen in total. And uh, I had about eight rounds left in my pistol at the time, ran out of those, and still four remained, and I took them out barehanded. Tudge was the only one present. Uh, He managed to uh, wear me out. (laughs) (laughs) By curling into a ball, I did take a couple swipes at him, but he survived, and I managed to pull myself out of it before uh, the situation devolved any further. It wasn't a proud moment for me.
0: So she is um, surprised but respectful and doesn't seem to push any further.
1: Seems like the lab is in order as you, uh, doctor, and I leave.
4: (laughs) Sure. Uh, I have an 11 with Mabel. Yeah! (laughs) Yeah. Taking Uh, progress. Do do you, do you want to play it, or should I just describe it?
0: Uh, it is up to you. Uh,
4: I, I go up to Mabel at comms, and I, I, I tell her that, you know, she looks tired, she's been waiting at the, the comm relay for days on end with little sleep. Uh, not really, um, uh, and not really able to do anything because our comms are on are just silenced. We're not like no ingoing uh, messages or or output. So I'm like, hey, you you should you should get some rest. And uh, but so I like walk her back to her quarters, and I see that like because she's a daisy, she's a tiny little creature. They give her like no space, and 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 and, and like in just like out of nowhere, I'm like. Do you want to come to the engineering room? <laughs> uh I have a really nice hammock.
0: Um oh okay. Uh Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean it's nice and warm in there so could could um it's warm in there.
4: Is that bad?
0: No no no. <laughs> uh Hammocks are, like, you know, it's, I feel like it's a good practice for, for the chrysalis. Oh, right. That. Yeah.
4: And uh, we go to the engineering room. Sure. And um, I, like, like, lay her down in the hammock. And I'm like, actually, you know, I guess then I don't have a place to sleep. Hang on. And then, like, I, I, I get in the hammock and, like, tentatively, like, take off my tapper. <laughs> Okay. And I put her in my
2: pouch.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh no!
3: First date?
4: So like, is that is that warm and cozy?
0: Uh,
4: yeah. Um. He, uh, okay. Yeah. Is everything okay? Yes. Did I overstep?
0: No. <laughs> <laughs> uh
4: And like um. I kind of, like, move her away from, like, the two long scars from uh, Doravin's horns mm-hmm. from back in the day. <laughs> um, and I just kind of tuck her in there, and I, we go to sleep.
0: Oh <laughs> That's too much. <laughs> All the cuddles.
2: <laughs> um, I rolled a nine, which okay. means he gets to ask me a question, right?
0: Yep. What do you tell him?
2: Pick is interested in how I um, came to be in the military and uh, uh, piloting such a big ship within the short span of years since we've seen each other. And so I um, described to him, uh, he, he knows the story about um, Orosh Kerr, uh, Orosh and the rest of her little hoodlum friends on the space station getting me to take out their uh, uh, slapped together spacefaring scooter thing. Um, but he doesn't know that Orash is the same is that same person because she didn't know her name before now. So um, I uh, describe how I ran an illegal job for her uh, and got caught. and now the reason that I'm'm I'm in with the military is that they offer me a job is either prison or you know do the military thing. So now I owe her a debt because I basically totally bungled her job and uh, I owe a lot of debts to the military for keeping me safe from her all these years, too. Okay.
3: Uh, I got a seven with uh, Lieutenant Hasha, which means you get to ask me a question. Oh, mysterious. Mm
2: -hmm. Okay. I guess the most likely place we'd be hanging out would be the officer's club. Yep, it is the nicest booth.
1: (laughs) Picks picks passed out drunk.
2: (laughs) Cool, and we're sitting and drinking, and uh, uh, talk gets to the past, and I, um, I guess there's no reason why you weren't there for that entire conversation of me describing my criminal past, and I said, well, they, that's my story, uh, you know, you you seem like you might have a little bit of a, a background in in things like that too, Armstrong,
3: but I've ne- I've never heard you actually talk about it. Well, uh, there's. I guess if you only count the things that are officially illegal, I can count, I can talk about most of those. Oh, sure. Uh, Yeah, so, uh, I mean, murder is less illegal on Titan and more just sort of frowned upon. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But it it is a a planet of tremendous scarcity. Hmm. Uh, And uh, if you ain't willing to kill the other sucker to get a meal, uh, he sure as hell is willing to kill you. Uh, And that's that's where I spent most of my early life. You know, much like you, eventually caught up to me, and uh, I was given a choice. Uh, Unfortunately, uh, I got to say, Hasha, you were lucky it was the GVC came calling for you. (laughs) Oh, you're talking about the the Saul Military? Sol Military, uh, their uh, their offer was less uh, prison or uh, academy, and it was more... uh, you're going to rock forever on Titan, or you're going to, uh, well, I can't tell you about where that station is, but let's say um, it's near a planet that rhymes with mirth, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and uh, we're going to train you to uh, travel the stars, meet important people, and kill them. Well, two-thirds of that sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, I did get to see quite a few places. Mm. Uh, Seen just about every race there is, been on just about every planet you can think of. Unfortunately, you've had to kill most of them. Yeah, met a lot of nice people that I did have to kill. (laughs) (laughs) Yours is a tragic story I never would have guessed. Well, you know, it's got somewhat of a good ending, made it out of there. And uh, working for the GBC gives me plenty, plenty of funds to send back to the family back in Seoul.
4: Oh, I I totally forgot to ask. Um with Mabel, this situation I'd like to deduce <laughs> <laughs> who is most vulnerable?
0: <laughs> um you are. I think Tudge is. My hard shell.
2: <laughs>
4: has yielded to my soft pouch.
2: <laughs> oh, <geez>.
4: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs>
2: um,
1: So as we're approaching uh, uh, the jump gate, which I assume something interesting happens, uh, I just want to point out, um, we've been following this, this uh, ping for a good five days, has it been?
0: It's been longer than that. Oh, it's it's like almost a week now. About a week?
1: All right. That seems like a pivotal data cluster that we access to put that, uh, put that ping in.
2: Yeah, well.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so we're approaching the jump gate, I assume. Uh,
0: you, are, you are approaching the jump gate, and just as you are about to get ready to stop them before they make a jump that you can't follow them, because there's no way to tell where they're jumping to, Sure. Uh, takes a hard up hand turn uh, and uh, heads towards a very familiar planet.
2: How familiar is it? (laughs) Wait a second. No!
0: (laughs) Captain,
4: we're on course for the cozy Lingoa homeworld. We're heading for (laughs) Galant.
0: Yes.
3: (laughs) My god, it was the cat monsters all along. No way. (laughs) They, (laughs) They said they weren't sure if they were sending it.
1: Don't jump to conclusions, Chief. Uh, continue on this course, Lieutenant. I'm um, the Um And yeah, updates sent to Commander Frost. Copy the kith in on that transmission.
0: <laughs> sure. Uh, so they seem to uh, fall into a geosynchronous orbit with a certain point um, above the planet um, and are just stopped.
1: They're floating
3: above the planet.
0: Yes, they're above the atmosphere.
3: Can we get a visual? Moving a little closer. Bring it up now, Captain. Can we tell what they are geosynchronous above?
0: There's no way to know for sure because the... uh,
3: Right,
1: because the atmosphere is opaque. Yeah. Um, What do we see as as we approach?
0: They are actually on the exterior of the ship. Some of them are and they seem to be painting something onto the ship. I,
1: I, I suppose I want to uh, try and see what that is.
0: It's it's not like a like a like a picture it's a legitimate like they're cut co- They're coding it with something.
3: Can I assess it? Sure. I have always thought if you painted a spaceship black it would be harder to see.
4: Uh, I have a 10. okay. Um,
1: what yeah. exactly was that substance you mentioned in the uh, in the crate?
4: <laughs> uh, it was vials of stuff, but I didn't actually take any. Hmm.
0: They seem to be coating it with something uh, to potentially aid it down onto the homeworld.
4: Okay, so some some kind of substance. I think it should help them uh, with atmospheric shielding. Uh, as you recall, this atmosphere is hostile to ships entering its atmosphere, so they intend to go to the planet's surface. yeah, it looks like they're prepping to do that
3: iota can you uh can you pull up the report on uh that ocean goop we uh we grabbed Tudge grabbed, touch alone grabbed <laughs> hmm. of
0: course, master chief
3: uh can you just give me a list of uh, uh i mean uh, you listed it off, you know it's it's sort of Anti-fire and water. Is there anything it seems particularly resistant against?
0: Acids and plasma.
1: Well, that could be what the painting on the edge of their ship. Yeah, sh- is uh, it? The is outside it, of their ship. Is it black? Does it look like that?
0: Uh, it's too hard to tell. It's a very fine, like, misting of it.
4: Okay. Well, uh, I guess don't shoot plasma weapons at it. <laughs>
1: Let's see where they go.
4: Yeah, let's let's keep following.
0: Uh, and of
1: course, updates sent.
0: Unless you tell me otherwise, I will assume that you continue to update your superiors potentially more than you should.
3: <laughs> Definitely more than I probably should. Are we in comms range of uh, folks on the surface of the planet? Yes. All right. Uh, I'm gonna call Ralph. <laughs>
0: <laughs> You're gonna call Ralph?
3: Sure. The, 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 the president's brother.
0: <laughs> uh, Ralph doesn't actually have a comm. The only one who you give a comm to is center.
3: Alright, then I guess I will call the president's phone number. Uh, we do have that. Which yep. we have used. Calling the president. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you doing here, chief? Well, I mean, we haven't really checked in over here in quite a while. It strikes me maybe some large things have changed since we have been here last. H- hold that transmission. Perhaps... We call Dr. Amodin
2: first. Sure. You could do that, too. Dropping call, Captain. Rerouting to Dr. Echo. Uh,
0: Hello. Uh, Is everything okay?
1: Um, Yes. Uh, We are currently about uh, patrol business in the area. I just wanted to check in on you. Oh,
0: absolutely. Everything is great.
1: Any drastic changes uh, to the landscape or uh, wildlife? You found anything particularly interesting
0: there are in fact cat monsters (laughs) all right are they sentient
1: we're not sure
0: all right well
1: you're moving along the projected timetable or do you need some more time
0: um our our initial time time timetable is is about right
1: all right and how has the president been extremely helpful
0: oh we haven't had much contact uh they they stop by every once in a while running from something or other uh Oh, ex- uh, excuse me. I think I, I need to get back to the um, research. All right. If, if you don't mind.
1: No, of course. I just wanted to check in. Sure. Thank you, Doctor.
0: Uh, out oh. of curiosity, what, what is your, um? why are you in the area?
1: Standard GBC patrol business.
0: Oh, of course. I just wanted to make sure there wasn't any threat or anything.
1: I would let you know as soon as I did. Thank you. I don't know if it's a threat yet.
2: (laughs) I say to the accusatory looks of
0: my (laughs) officers.
2: Does she seem odd to you? Why would she be asking about our location? And the reason for our whereabouts.
3: Right, like, why does she care where we are? I mean, does
1: does that seem strange given the past behavior? We've worked with Dr. Din for a while.
0: Yeah, it's been about 18 months.
1: Right. I mean, does that strike me as odd? I don't...
0: Uh, generally, she's more wrapped up in her um, research, but not not overly suspicious.
4: I wouldn't jump to conclusions on that point, but regardless, I, I don't think this is a time to abandon our current plan, which would be you know following that pirate ship.
1: No, definitely, we <laughs> uh, we currently they're still misting. It looks like. No, I, no, I thought they
4: went down through the atmosphere.
0: Uh, yeah, they're descending through the atmosphere. Yeah, oh, well, yeah. They, they we're, they going
1: to, we're going to continue following them. Yeah, <laughs> that's obviously happening. That's... Um,
2: are we just going to follow them outright? I mean, a ship coming through atmosphere is going to be pretty hard to hide, Captain.
1: In this uh, in this atmosphere, actually, the visual is pretty obscured. Do you think you could enter at the exact same moment so that our sound
3: is also obscured? Oh, absolutely, Captain, i I take off.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's call the president.
3: <laughs> All right, I call the president, I guess, given <laughs> Everyone else is doing whatever. Major Tudge, uh, don't forget to make sure the
1: shields are online for this corrosive atmosphere. Oh,
3: right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I'm like, uh, pull Mabel out of my pouch. <laughs> <laughs> Got to get to
0: work. <laughs> she goes away. Bye. 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 Uh, that's
4: a 10 Yay for shields.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, the ship takes no damage um you call the president
3: i do indeed all right hello hey there kid is your mom home no really no <laughs> all right can you uh put her on tell her it's the pixis
0: mm-hmm. hello 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 are you okay
3: uh, yeah, we're all right. Uh, um, uh, how, how are you?
0: It's good to see you. It's been um, a little while. Uh, your science team, are they alive? They're alive, right? Yes? Yeah,
3: yes. we just spoke to them.
0: Okay, good. That's that's pleasing.
1: Uh, Madam President, I'd like to alert you of a vessel that was currently entering your space, uh, as far as the GBC knows, un, uh, unauthorized.
0: Um, what? Oh. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, now you've
0: done it. They gotta
1: know. <laughs> We're currently on trajectory to follow this ship. I wanted you to be aware of what was happening on your own planet. Uh,
0: yes. Uh, so we should run. We should run. We should run. You don't okay, need to run, run. Um, yet. Do
1: you have a? Do you have a? a, a your military? Do they have uh, any? Uh, anything to deal with advanced technology? Sticks, sticks and rocks. Sticks and rocks. Sticks and rocks. All right, I will keep you apprised of the situation with this ship. It's a rather small ship. I'm pretty sure we can take oh, care of it. What was that? Oh, no, that's us entering the atmosphere right now. Oh, OK. Don't worry, Madame President, we have your back.
0: OK. Uh. OK,
2: bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I think she was genuinely scared, so we can cro- cross her off the list for the conspiracy.
2: <laughs> but is she not genuinely
3: scared, Captain? Exactly. <laughs> so far as I know, Duke is still on their ship.
0: This is true. You've abandoned me. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Don't worry, Duke. Uh, I just need you to, uh, if you could just sort of hand control over their maneuvering uh, over to uh, Lieutenant Hasha here, that would be fantastic.
4: No way. We want to see where they're going. Right. Uh, perhaps get a readout of the navigation. If you could
3: hand capability of control uh. over their maneuvering to Lieutenant Hasha, that would be fantastic. Yes, yeah, so open up a back door. Two ships at once. That sounds fun.
0: <laughs> Creating backdoor for hedgehog.
2: <laughs> Designation
3: hedgehog. Thank you kindly, Duke. Um, and Duke,
0: yes,
1: is uh, do you have a readout on perhaps their their
3: current nav point where they're headed? No. Hey, Duke. Yes. Do you have a readout on where they're headed? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> A uh, uh, annoyed uh, pompous
1: scowl <laughs>
3: appears <laughs> on a door. It, so says like, <laughs> "Yeah, if you could just send the uh, send that our way, that'd be great, Duke."
0: I will send it to you.
3: Thank you kindly, Duke. And I send it to everyone else. Where are we headed?
0: Uh, it looks like to the science camp.
3: I told you she was acting weird. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Strangeness of strangenesses. All right, let's see if we can get a visual over the science
2: camp. Yes, Captain. Can I get a visual of the science camp?
0: Sure. Bloop. Uh well the camp is actually up in the trees, so but you can get a visual on the clearing.
2: Is the ship in the clearing? Or heading toward there?
0: Uh it looks like it is settling in the clearing. Did
2: they know that we're here, uh Master Chief? As far as I know they don't. What what does Duke say? Have
3: they, have they lit off any alerts? Uh Duke? Yes. Uh, they, uh, they seem to know we're following them.
0: Unknown. They have not taken any evasive maneuvers. These humans are very smart and should be admired.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, all right then, Duke.
2: (laughs) You got it, Captain. Uh, Should I land, too, or just circle around? Is there, there's no
1: other clearing nearby that we could uh, land and approach on foot?
0: Um... There are a few breaks in trees. You would have to land um, basically, like, rear side down. um, Oh, no problem, Gavin. (laughs) Which is a ship capability that you have, um, but it is very difficult to take off from.
1: Basically, as we're approaching, I see no other way that we can continue to observe from above unnoticed, even though we're invisible. We're quite loud. Uh, so, you need to land at the same time that they land so that all the ship noises end at the same time.
2: Oh, sure. Coordinated uh, back end parking job, Captain?
1: If you would, Lieutenant.
2: Yeah, you got it. Uh, hang on to something real tight, though.
1: Can artificial gravity be turned into no gravity on a planet?
0: <laughs> yes. Major. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Tudge's
2: eyes
4: are very wide right
1: now. <laughs> Major Tudge, I believe you need to get in your hab suit. <laughs>
2: Oh man. Do it quickly, Tudge. Don't have a whole lot of time. Zip, zippity zip. <laughs> uh, and we. You just give me the cue,
4: Captain. I'll turn it right off.
1: Well, as soon as Major Tudge is encased in his
4: protective hab suit so he can survive in zero gravity. Well, I would never say okay about what's about to happen, but uh, I am in my suit. Crew prepare for grab off. Grab off.
3: Can I use my weightless feature? Yes. Uh, that, is, that is enough to have a moment of exceptional acrobatic grace
0: <laughs> alright why don't you describe it for the class <laughs>
3: <laughs> alright so uh, the ship is you know moving forward and then it starts to tilt back and as it tilts uh, I just sort of let my chair lean back and I start rolling out of it and as the gravity turns off it's just a perfect somersault into facing the correct orientation with all of my arms and legs in position to operate my station perfectly as we land. <laughs> 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 Meanwhile, I just
1: float up. <laughs> I weep. <laughs> I'm going to make my way down towards, uh, towards engineering because it's now downwards.
2: <laughs> right. uh, do I need to roll piloting for this landing job? Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, that is a 10.
0: Yep, you successfully do that would you like to describe it for the
2: (laughs) 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 yeah sure Uh, so it has to be perfectly coordinated they are um, slowly settling down over the trees I don't necessarily have the luxury of uh, doing this slowly Um, so basically I'm, I'm flying low over the tops of the trees I find the clearing I basically stop so that the front end of the ship stops exactly where it is and kind of swing the rest of the ship underneath it and uh Totally turn off the thruster, so it drops, and at the last second turns them back on so that they uh, settle us down, like uh, like like we've been there the whole
0: time. Nice. Uh, you hear uh, from somewhere in the ship. Ah, oh no, there's no gravity. Did somebody turn off? I didn't. I wasn't warned. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sorry about that. I didn't mean to puncture it. Uh. What's going on?
2: This is a pick. (laughs) (laughs) Pick, come on, just hang on to something. Oh, but then I might hit it. I'm just going to ball up. No, (laughs) do not ball up. I'm balling, I'm I'm balling. No, 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 no. Uh, I guess I go back to f- try and f- find a pick. Can I use waitlist to do that effectively? Yeah.
3: <laughs> uh, so the metal? waitlist feature is just basically like you can roll metal to describe something awesome you do. But mm-hmm. Metal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's for but five. Like, <laughs> you don't like. There's no fail at weightless. It's just like you don't look awesome doing it.
2: Uh, So I'm pushing off to go down to the back of the ship, but not actually just floating hatch to hatch. I kind of like have to bounce off, bounce off the walls and push myself to get there. And uh, I might hit myself a couple of times.
0: And you're still way more graceful than a lot of other people who are sort of like... You know, using the sides to ladder around. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, but you find uh, pick, and he's balled up a little ball of orange and black or yellow and black spikes, just like bouncing off the roof of the uh, of the cargo bay.
2: No, 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 pick, no, no. What? No, no, watch out for that. That's rubber. Hey, uh, and I catch him.
0: All right, uh, you being tenreki you know where to not put your fingers, <laughs> and you. Bring him down? Yeah. Okay. You strap him into a seat and tell him that he's an idiot. No, nope. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's, he's now strapped Strapid into a seat. Bumpkin pirate cousin. God damn. <laughs> uh, at this point, I, I
1: make it to the engineering to find uh, uh, Major Tudge. <laughs> hey. All right. Give me your hand. <laughs> oh, I do so And I, uh, I start guiding Major Tudge Towards the uh, oh, You have jump jets yep. <laughs> So you're alright I still have your hand though Because I know that's what you need When you're in zero gravity <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's but, nice. I
2: don't,
1: but I don't need to guide you <laughs> Thanks, Captain. In fact you can help me You have jump jets <laughs> let's, uh, let's make our way towards the airlock Okay <laughs> And uh, the officers all reconvene um, I let XO Mabel know she has the ship while we're away.
0: Okay. <laughs> I mean, aye, aye, Captain, sir.
1: Um, once everyone is situated, if, they, if they're if they in a, a decent enough location, strapped into the proper stations, you, uh, you could turn on the gravity again, uh, once we're off the ship, though. Don't switch it before we're gone.
0: <laughs> okay, Captain. Sir. Sir. Okay. Bye. Bye, Todd.
4: Bye, Mabel.
1: And, uh, we all get in the airlock, and... Get planet side as soon as
3: possible so we can approach on foot. All right, now everyone remember all the flowers are murderous and look out for cat monsters. <laughs> Cats and flowers, you got it, Armstrong. <laughs> well, also everything else. <laughs> all right, our, major, our main concern right now is reconnaissance.
1: We're going to see what's going on so we can report back to GBC, maybe call in reinforcements if needed.
3: Sounds good
0: to me. And as you guys uh, get uh, acclimated to the gravity in the airlock, and prepare to go on your reconnaissance mission, that is where we will end for today.
4: Nice. Neat. <heightened thrown into perceivedRobot> Auto. George. Todj-
2: what? <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> this podcast has been brought to you by ENPC Productions. All rights reserved. The Essential NPCs podcast is not affiliated with, endorsed, or specifically approved by Sean Gomes, the creator of Uncharted Worlds, powered by the Apocalypse. The Apocalypse World Engine is property of Lumpley Games, owned by Vincent Baker. For more information, go to www.uncharted-worlds.com or www.lumply.com.